6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, work during the pandemic has been an eye-opener, hasn't it? There are many who lost their jobs. Many uh, of you listening still looking uh, for a job. Those essential workers who stayed in their workplaces, those who were sent home to work. And as we come out of the pandemic and workplaces look at the lessons learned and how we move forward, there's, there's a lot to consider. We've heard about the great resignation, the thousands upon thousands of people across North America who are quitting their jobs because they're burned out or not happy anymore. And apparently it's crossing the minds of some business leaders as well. A new report from LifeWorks, which was formerly known as Morneau Chappelle, says there are many executives and managers who can't take it anymore. Let's find out more with Paula Allen. She is the global leader and senior vice president of research and total well-being at LifeWorks. Paula, welcome to 630 Ched. A pleasure. Okay, let's uh, let's just so we know who we are talking about uh, when it comes to this study. Who participated? What level in the workplace are we looking at? Yeah, it was the most senior level at some of our most significant organizations in in Canada. So, um, in most cases, one level below the CEO, and some cases, two levels below. So, really, your executive and senior leaders. Okay, so senior leaders. So um, the, 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 the study found that many of them are thinking about moving to a less demanding position or even retiring, given what we've seen with the great resignation, what's happening with uh, other employees. Was this surprising? Well, number one, it wasn't completely surprising because <laughs> senior leaders are are people too. Um, what we, we did, though, is we looked at basically uh, the impact of the pandemic from a number of points of view for the general population, the general working population. We also saw an interesting finding uh, where frontline managers, their mental health was actually more compromised than mm-hmm. um, than th- that, that of their employees because of the additional strain and responsibility, et cetera. So we felt it was necessary to really look at senior leaders to get a complete picture. And we found that trend continuing. It seems like, you know, everybody has been impacted by this pandemic to some extent with the change, et cetera. Um, But when you have that added responsibility of shepherding your business through a lot of uncertainty, making sure that your people are taken well, well taken care of, and their well-being is is supported. And very unfortunately, we also found that they felt more stigma than people at other levels in terms of feeling that they could feel what they are feeling and reaching out for help. Yeah, it, it does open up that conversation once again, and we've had it a lot during the pandemic about mental health. So, so what you know, if if they're fearful of uh, reaching out. Uh, and asking for help, although they, uh, a lot of them have been telling their employees to do just that. Why aren't they taking their own advice? And, and, and how do we address this when it comes to senior leaders? If they're not taking care of their mental health, if they're, if they're talking the talk but not walking the walk, then why should anyone else do it? Well, it's a, it's a good point, but but let's sort of really understand what's actually happening. It's not that they don't feel help is going to be beneficial. They feel, and this is actually a quote, that the rules are different mm. for them. 
that somehow that if they do reach out, that even if they're even if they would never stigmatize or discriminate against their employees, and and I know for a fact a lot of these organizations are so supportive in terms of the mental health of their of, of their workers, they're feeling that at their level they are not going to get the empathy that they might have some career impact huh. so it's clearly that they feel they feel and this is a perception <laughs> that the rules are different for them so how do we change that perception well the first thing we do is thank you for bringing this forward on the news <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 very seriously we have to bring it out of the, the the shadows I mean it's it's been it's one of these things that people don't talk about it's one of these groups that people don't talk about and you know that you know everybody needs to feel visible everybody needs to feel recognized and and if, if there's anyone who feels stigmatized then it actually damages the, the, the whole environment the whole like different aspects of the society so I think speaking about it is the first thing and then when we speak about it we'll we will see examples of people you know coming out feeling comfortable we've already seen some of that already in many organizations and we're looking forward to see more and I'm, I was really heartened to hear you know some other responses to this report because the empathy that these these leaders felt that they would not have is certainly not being borne out in reality you know uh, Paula Allen joining us this afternoon Paula a lot of people uh, might not feel sorry or might not feel any empathy for uh, leaders for their bosses they might just shrug their shoulders and say ah you know what big deal you you wanted that job you get paid the big bucks whatever deal with it why is it important though that we do take note of it not only on the mental health side but on the business side well, number number one is that you know we know that at every level the mental health and well-being of individuals does have business implications. So when people are able to be their best and be supported, they do better at work. We also know that when people are under strain, behaviors come out that are not helpful to them or to others. You know, people tend to be more irritable. Um, you know, especially if you're a high performer, you might end up you know bringing out some of the things that got you to be a high performer and overusing <laughs> them like perfectionism being hard driving and and again nobody wants to harm anybody else nobody wants to create disruption but sometimes just the fact that you are not in a place does that so the impact of that at the senior level is, is quite significant it's, it's significant at all levels by the way uh, but it does have an impact on the rest of the organization and the other thing is these organizations really want to have a deep culture of well-being and you can't really have that deep culture if there's incongruence uh in, in any level before i let you go paula what do you think will be the, the from from where from where you sit and from the work that you do and from you know the research like this that has been done what do you think that uh one of the greatest lessons uh will be uh from the pandemic for for businesses as we continue to navigate through this that's such a great point i think i think businesses have realized through this pandemic and 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 definitely right now how important the mental health and well-being of their people is so when we were talking about business continuity at the very beginning and people were putting in these pandemic plans a lot of them were tactical they were you know where people work and what they should 
But very quickly, we saw senior leaders, we saw CEOs recognize, holy moly, this is not going to work. You know, this can't, I can't not, I can't ignore the fact that my people are impacted. So there was a lot of empathy and a lot of focus on mental health and well-being for some organizations. And that, that was a great thing. At this point, it isn't even about business continuity right now. Mm -hmm. It's business sustainability. And again, you're seeing the impacts. The reason why these people, you know, were having this great resignation isn't because people all of a sudden hate their jobs and they didn't before. It isn't because, you know, necessarily (laughs) that they're running to something else more glorious. It's because when you're not feeling in a great place, you you feel lack of motivation. Even mm-hmm. you just don't have the energy to feel motivated, even if you are. You you feel that you want to make some change because you don't like the state that you're in right now. So that's bearing itself in a big business risk. And again, the core of it, the foundation that needs to be supported, is the well-being of people. Mm. Good to keep in mind, Paula Allen. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. I appreciate your time. All right, you take care. Take care, Paula Allen, this afternoon from LifeWorks uh, joining us. So, you know, it's a, it's an interesting conversation uh, when it comes to, you know, mental health. We, we've talked often about mental health on this show, on this radio station. Um, and, and I'm curious to know, over the past 16, 17 months, your mental health and, 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 and how your workplace... Um, has supported you or, or not supported you? Have you felt that there has been support uh, for maybe the challenges that you've dealt with? Maybe you didn't need it. Maybe you've maybe you've thrived through the past sixteen months. But I think a lot of folks um, had some real challenges, and 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 we're seeing it in the fact. You know, we talk about this great resignation that thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people are quitting their jobs and saying I'm going to go find something else I've I I think one of the things that the pandemic has taught us is about what it is that we want in our lives that will continue to make us happy whether it's work whether it's the house that you're living in whether it's the city that you're living in whether it's how close or how far away you are from your family and and we've been able to see and i have seen numerous people saying okay you know what i've learned a lesson i need to be closer to my family so they said you know what heck you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm selling my place here and I'm moving to Kelowna or I'm moving back to Ontario, whatever it is. They've made those choices. Or maybe it was with their job saying, you know what, this job doesn't make me happy anymore. I've always wanted to do this, so hell, I'm going to go do it. I've seen a lot of that. Um, and, and I think, that, you know, it's, it's great risk too. That's, that's a bold move. But when you are feeling dragged down you're maybe not feeling supported maybe you're feeling um exhausted maybe you're feeling fed up um sometimes those big choices are are the ones that you need to make and those big choices no risk (laughs) no risk no gain right i can remember leaving television in 2008 to come to radio and it was just because television wasn't making me happy anymore um, just wasn't being able to do the things that I wanted to do anymore I still loved television just 
you know, just didn't like the, uh, the way it was going. So I made the decision to go to radio. It was terrifying. It was bloody terrifying. Um, you know, but, uh, and people ask me, why the heck would you ever leave that job to go into radio? Well, because you know what? I wanted to try something different and I wanted to try something that maybe would put a smile back on my face. And it's worked. And it's now been, what, 13, 13 years, my gosh. Um, but those big choices come from challenges. And we certainly have gone through a huge, huge challenge over the past 16 months, haven't we?